Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. The Email Marketing Heroes. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we are talking to Matthew Smith from Really Good Emails. He's got clients like MIT, Seth Godin, Gates Foundation, Envision. I've never heard of any of them, to be honest. He's also known as At Whale on pretty much every social media ever, which I think is probably my favourite credential of his. Um, And uh, we are really excited to be speaking to him today. Now, today we're going to be talking about how we can make our emails look really pretty, but without having to be a designer and without that taken away from our core objective of making sales. Now, listen, when this podcast comes to an end, we don't want you to feel all alone with your questions. So come and hang out with us, share what you're working on and get stuck into all of the cool training and resources and stuff that we've got going over in our free Facebook group. Just go to robandkennedy.group and that'll take you straight into there. As ever, I'm joined by the man who was absolutely terrified of flying until one minute after he started his very first flight, then immediately decided he wanted to learn to be a pilot. It's hypnotist Robert Temple! And he doesn't like it when beans touch anything that has breadcrumbs on it. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Let's start the show. Robin Kennedy It's just mushy breadcrumbs. I don't want... I want them crispy breadcrumbs. Have you ever thought... Have you ever thought the problem might be the fact that you're eating beans? Why is it with you and beans? I just don't like them. Is it you who said they were furry? No, if if it's... The worst thing is if you're washing up for somebody who just had beans, like gloopy washed up beans on a plate, it's not good. That's what bread's for. like in today's episode, Rob, we're going into the great unknown. But we are here every single week helping course creators, coaches and membership site owners make email marketing less of a numbers game, put the odds back in your favour with harder hitting, higher converting email marketing. Right, so three statements for you, Rob, about Matthew, who's standing in the wings. Does he play a refurbished radiator as an instrument? Can he fit six Oreos in his mouth at once? Or has he got a hobby, one of his favourite hobbies, in writing and telling dad jokes? So I try, I'm try. i trying not to look at his reaction so that I can't be swayed. He looks far too cool to be into dad jokes. I like dad jokes. I can't imagine he likes dad jokes. I don't think it's that. The refurbished radiator is a cracking fact, and I hope it is that one. But I don't think it is. I think he can fit six Oreos in his mouth. Matthew, which of those things is true? (laughs) I could probably fit 10 Oreos in my mouth, so can't be that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm notorious for really awful dad jokes. Yes! Just ask my kids. (laughs) The worst. Bollocks, that's all I've got to say about this. <laughs> you, mate, you're, you're redeeming your usual position of shit at this game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Welcome to the show, Matthew. We are really excited to have you have you with us. One of the things that you guys do amazingly across across your brands, actually, across everything you do over a really good, really, really good emails and Fathom and Draft is you're all about making emails look really good. But Rob and I for years have been going, well, if there's loads of pretty stuff in your emails, isn't that distracting people from just clicking the damn link and buying what I'm selling? So 
what, what where do you feel about that because you do this a lot yeah it's true i i'm sort of uh, obsessed with it which is not what i set out to do i was you know a designer but now i'm the email guy <laughs> but uh yeah you know what's interesting is uh most people uh either underdo it or overdo it i think and so what i'm like particularly interested in is that magic where they you know, are able to you know, design just enough and where the design actually serves a purpose in the text to give it more hierarchy, to help it, you know, where you've got headings that help you scan the email quickly, read the copy, take that action. Like that's good design, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's, if, if it's just helping you to drive that action, I love that. It sort of raises the point that actually it's probably easy to assume that design, the word design, designing your emails and well-designed emails means graphic heavy, like that, that's the instant sort of thing, it, the connotation it brings up. But actually what you're suggesting there is there's, it's not just about, you know, whacking loads of images in there and, and like it's a full bloody flyer, but actually it is just about laying stuff out. So, I mean, how graphic heavy do you tend to recommend people go in this stuff? Obese, obese graphic level. <laughs> okay. No, um, what, the way I like to think about it is um, every email has a job to do, right? And your customer is hiring that email to do a specific job for them. So if, you're, if your audience is a boutique shop uh, audience and they're looking for you to have really nice, you know, uh, sensibilities taste in what you're providing, then something about your email needs to continue to communicate that taste. If you send them a text only email with your system font, that will not do that. That doesn't mean that you have to show up with Baroque, you know, flowery, you know, bullshit. Instead, you could have a really refined, you know, typography focused email with one clear action and that would do the job. And you know, that may not be enough. It may be perfect. You need to find out more about your audience before you know that, but every email has a job to do and, and communicating text in a specific voice is just one of those jobs. Another job is to make sure that you have brand alignment. And so that's where visual emails can be helpful. Um, but as you start working with more and more tools, color, line, form, imagery, all those things, it becomes easier to, you know, really screw up an email. So, you know, it's, it's either you've got to hire a designer or you find a wonderful template that fits your brand or keep it really, really simple and use text, but style the text with, with, uh, you know, fonts that, that make sense for your brand. So. I want to know about your facepalm moments. I want to know about the emails you receive and you just want to throw up on your hands and and clap immediately. I mean, like, what are the kind of things that make Matthew go, oh, for fuck's sake? Did you just say throw up in my hands and clap? Because yes. that, that's yes. just a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh what my what God. kind of emails um, are that level of bad? Like, what are the kind <laughs> of what are the habits that you're like? Please, please stop. Yeah. So I think the the easiest way to think about something like that is I get emails all day long. I su I subscribe to everything, everything I can. I I want to see what people are creating. And the ones that are often, you know, the most frustrating are the ones that try and do too much. And so, 
they, they say so much, they say nothing at all, right? There is no true, clear message there. There's a great book that I've been reading recently called uh, Made to Stick uh, by uh, Dan and Chip Heath, I think, the Heath brothers. And it's killing me. It is just so fantastic about trimming up your message and making it just really raw and clear and also giving it stickiness, right? Giving it something that intrigues and something that asks a hard question. It's got to be simple. It's got to tell a story. Um, you know, that's got to be, uh, unexpected, you know, some really interesting qualities, but that's this, this messaging that, that gets down to say the the thing really clearly, right? Uh, you've probably heard this phrase. Um, I would have written you a shorter message, but I didn't have time. Yes. And right. Most people don't take the time to refine their message and that includes branding. So the stuff that shows up, the, the number of emails I get that have, um, what I like to call like a big score. So when you're looking at an email or, or any design, just look at the different points of things. So there's one type of typography. There's another, there's another, that's three points. There's a line. There's a different kind of line. That's now five points. There's this amount of space between things. And now there's this other amount of space between things. Now the seven points and you're, it's like golf. You're trying to get as low a score as possible. <laughs> so unless a line that's different is doing some unique job that you're like, it has to be that for this specific reason, then kill it, get rid of it. And always trim and trim. If that sentence isn't doing a specific job, get rid of it, right? Get down to your essential message, your minimum viable communication. That's when things can really work. And so, yeah, when I throw up, that's when that's not happening. I've got it figured out, right? What we need to do is make the rest of our branding, our website and everything else look really shit. And then we don't have to worry about the emails and everything looks aligned. That's all we need to <laughs> <Fantastic>. do. <laughs> this, this makes, uh, this makes, uh, I think some people have done that actually. I have seen people who've taken that approach. Um, I can see, I can see how this, how this works and why this is, why this is really, really important. Have you seen that there suddenly become particular problems? Cause listen, we stick one image of like a screenshot or a GIF of Kennedy or something in an email. And suddenly we get replies from somebody who's using some shit email client that's emerged from somewhere. And he says, Oh, well the image didn't load when I looked at the email uh, and starts moaning about it. So have you start, have you found problems as more and more email clients pop up where people are start we're trying to get it to be um, consistent and working at all of these different email clients? It's a good question. If your template is either well chosen, if you end up using a email template, or if you have good designers and developers who create it for you, uh, then this is a non-issue. You, there's something called graceful degradation. So it will gracefully degrade down into a text email in the certain the specific clients where, you know, that's not appropriate. It will gracefully degrade down into an, like if there's no images available, alt text can be used with those people what's there all kinds of ways of removing, you know, the obstacles and making it, uh, work well. Um, uh, generally speaking though, there are best practices about not too many images and not too large, um, file size of images so that things load quickly and that, you know, you're looking at, um, so many more, uh, mobile opens than desktop that you really need to be paying attention to those file sizes. So everything's snappy, right. but yeah, I, I, I think, the, that era is primarily over. 
Um, now that said, if you have a, um, an audience that is primarily out in the Australian bush, no, this, this is not over. You should be sending text emails and that's it. Right. But if your audience, uh, is an audience that is, has high speed internet or has good LTE or something like that for their, you know, their bandwidth on their phone, um, then you're okay providing, you know, reasonable, you know, uh, graphic visual emails, um, and the templates that come with those. But, 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 but I'm not a designer. So what shall I do? You know, I'm having a little paddy. I'm like a child crying on the floor in the in the in the milk aisle at the supermarket because I can't do it. I've been sending these text emails for years and they're doing just fine. But I'm listening to you now thinking, right, okay, at whale, you're telling me all about this stuff. What's my first step? Like, I just need to be brave. I need to take that first step into the scary world of, okay, I'm gonna put some flipping graphics into my into my emails. What's the first thing I can give a shot to give me some confidence? If I were uh, getting somebody out of a text email thread and they wanted to start performing, let's say they're sending emails using an email client Mm -hmm. and they are tracking them. They have data, right? Then uh, take a small step. Do something small like just replace the base text with styled text. So now it's, you know, like maybe your headings instead of, you know, using all caps and like, you know, a line of equal signs, you know, instead of doing something like that, use, you know, a heading and, you know, style it with a bold font. And then in your body copy, you know, it's, it's something just a little simpler and then a button and see how that, if, see if that performs just a little better. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. It did, or it didn't. And you can start to learn things about your audience and don't test it on your whole audience, you know, test it on part. Um, but those are the kinds of things. The other thing that can be done is there are thousands and thousands of, of really good, uh, email templates out there and feel free to hit me up on at whale and DM me. Hey, is this one any good? Oh, I'd love to help you out. So, but just, you know, um, there's so many good email templates like on, uh, creativemarket.com or uh, theme forest or whatever. There's, there's lots of good examples out there that have already been tested that have good support. Um, and then, you know, for the, the people out there who have, you know, maybe a bigger system or an e-commerce setup, there's a real opportunity to actually work with a design team and develop an email design system this moves you into a place where you begin to be able to move around blocks of content that are very consistent to your brand and not need to bring on a designer developer and the entire team. Every time you want to send a new email, it gets a lot speedier and faster. It's more efficient and man, the power there of maintaining consistent, you know, brand um, communication and your aesthetics And, you know, for certain types of customers, if you're trying to sell me shampoo or if you're trying to sell me a car, you're not going to do that in a text email. Sorry. It's just not going to work. I need to see an image of this product being used or like, you know, an image that uh, inspires me about what the next step to take is to feel like I belong in that car or my hair is going to look fucking gorgeous with that shampoo and boom, you know, we're off to the races. Show me how to do that. And with a design system, 
then you're really primarily worried about just the content and the order of the blocks that you're putting things in. It's a fantastic way to move uh, expediently. Do you know what? I'm just thinking, because it's easy for us to sit here and think, okay, but I sell courses. I don't have e-commerce, if that's the case. But then Mm -hmm. we look at the fact that you've worked with Seth Godin. He doesn't sell shampoo or cars. I mean, he would sell lots of them, I'm sure, if he was selling those kind of things. (laughs) But... um, but but he's selling information. He's selling courses. So this absolutely applies. This is not one of those like only if you do an e-com because I think we are familiar with mm-hmm. more pretty emails for e-com. But actually, if we are selling our expertise, our coaching, our courses, like this applies, right? Yeah, I think the, the example is this. Uh, we've all received a Google Doc that... D- you know, the, the line spacing is super tight. The type is really small and it feels like, did my child make this? Mm. And when you see that, even if you don't think it, you're feeling that versus if you see something that's not overdone, doesn't have any clip art, doesn't have any swirlies, but it's just been well laid out that it right in that moment, you think, okay, this is a professional. And that's the kind of ethic and communication that you want to come through in the work that you're doing. So, you know, simply taking that time to make something just a little more refined puts you ahead of your peers who are also selling courses. That's really, really interesting. It's almost like when, one of the things we talk about when people go to landing pages, which is another thing you you have done a lot of work in, like landing pages and where people go afterwards, is usually it's you get to a page or you get an email or something, and I never really thought about it in an email way, which is you you get that and you're not necessarily looking for a reason to buy or to engage or to trust or to think that they have a certain level of status, but you're looking for signals that it's not the case. So it's like, Oh, Oh, Oh wait, it's unsecure or it's this or that thing's missing. As soon as you see that stuff happen, you start to go, yeah, what level is this person playing? Because if it's like super basic and it's like off the shelf, maybe that's giving you a, a status thing. Yeah, that's accurate. So we, we know this when we look at people walking down the street, we've become very attuned human beings to, to look and say that person looks savory and they're fine. Mm. Or that person looks unsavory. I'm going to the other side of the street. Now that does come with biases that we should all be paying attention to in the United States. We're going through a huge change in that area and, and, and is great mm-hmm. uh, with black lives matter. But in the meantime, we know this when we see something come into our inbox too. We, it's the tone that they use. If something feels incongruent, uh, if it feels like I'm being oversold to, those things feel gross. Nobody wants that, right? And so we identify it quickly. And the same goes with visuals. If it's too much, if it's too little, we're actually quite nuanced at this. Now, some of us, like me, I spent all day thinking about this. So I, I've got it dialed in. But your average person still can make a difference. Now, this this is an interesting quality too. It might not be in your brand to do this and that's appropriate, right? So for instance, if I want to buy cheap ass pizza on a Friday night as a college student, I don't want a really nicely designed brochure. Something doesn't feel right. I want something that's printed on fucking like neon paper and looks amateur as shit because that pizza is going to be $4. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. I don't care what's in it. I've got the munchies. 
game on. <laughs> like that's my pizza. I want something that's congruent. So if you're selling stuff that's cheap and fast and go, don't create this fancy email. That wouldn't make sense. Right. So you want to design something that is congruent and design is about that. It's not about like design doesn't mean visual. It means creating the right tool for your customer to hire that helps make drive business or serve, you know, the, the customer's needs. I love that. It actually brings us to a conversation we had the other day uh, talking about the fact that some people get frightened when we say you need to write emails with personality because they say, well, I don't have a personality. And what they mean by that is I'm not funny or I'm not outlandish or weird or quirky. Whereas you can have a really shit, boring personality and that's okay as long as it's you and it's on brand and it follows everything. So it's really interesting to hear that that as perspective. Obviously, the thing we really like specialize in and love is talking about using words in order to drive persuasion, persuasive conversations. How can graphics and the design of our email actually further our, our, our conversion rate, I suppose? How can it like drive conversion? That's a great question. So from my perspective, uh, similar to made to stick, <coughs> excuse me, similar to made to stick, you're, you're looking for this, this quality of the, the visuals taking you to a primary action anything that distracts from that should be should be taken out right so to this point of design golf take out the stuff that isn't leading to that you know primary action design should be there to create like visual hierarchy so when you look at a newspaper uh which some people still do <laughs> but right so it's like you look at the heading that's the, the largest first and then you go down from there right or you look at the images you know, or if you see somebody holding up their hands and then one hand is moving, you're looking at the moving hand, you know, not the still hand. So you have all these parts of what I would call the visual language to drive toward your action. So, you know, if you lead with a, a bold heading, some descriptive text and a CTA, and then you have potential like um, feature parts of that action, like to describe it. And then uh, follow up with that final CTA again, the same one, but maybe a different phrase differently. That's a great, that's just a really great email. Like just get it done. Um, now, sometimes customers want to be coerced or talked into or, or you know, uh, befriended. That loyalty is very important to them. You got to know who you're speaking to, but, but graphics should be able to enhance the movement toward the action, right? So most times email is not like long form copy. I'm not there to read. I'm there to quickly grok like a concept and get it done. I, it's a little bit like being in line at a store, like just move me through, please, right? It's a very utility oriented way of working. It is not as time to sit down and read some trope. So instead, like get people into the focused, especially in sales emails, you know, it's different for publications, but in sales emails, get to the point, show them what's, what's there. And then if they want, Hey, I can tell you more if you'd like, and here it is. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, are old enough to like Bob Dylan, but I love Bob Dylan. Like I grew up on Bob Dylan. You can, you can listen to a Bob Dylan song and you can just like, it's just kind of cool folksy, uh, if you like his voice <laughs> and you know, like it's just, it's cool to jam to. It's also really 
fucking amazing poetry. And, and then also if you go deeper, it's extremely political and, but you could just enjoy it right at that top layer cake, you know, like that's it. But if you want to go deeper and taste some of those other flavors, you can, that's a way that I like to think about how to do a sales email is like dive in, get the focus, let the design really promote that CTA. So for instance, instead of a link in a text email, you have the opportunity to have a simple button and like a button is going to be a more clickable object is going to drive, you know, the, the visual emphasis to that point. So those are the kinds of things I, you know, I'd recommend. And again, hit me up if you have questions. I'm happy to help. No, I love that. I love that. In case, in case anybody's not familiar with Bob Dylan's work, um, he's the sixth member of the Backstreet Boys. Just, just so <laughs> yeah, you know. accurate. Um, let's go into the uh, into the next feature. Subject, subject line, line of the, of the week. week. Subject line, line of the week. week. All right. So I know you're all about design, but also you send a metric ton of email. So you've got to have some subject lines that you quite like because your uh, your really good email subject lines are bloody hysterical so they're really good fun so what's been some well-performing ones or some favorites all right so i actually i'm going to break uh break form just a little bit here um you mike on our team you know he writes our subject lines and he kills it all day and we do some fun stuff um but the thing what i did i wanted to get into this topic because i think this is sort of interesting so i went into my junk mail before uh our call here <laughs> and i looked through and i wanted to see what i thought were actually like the really smart ones and i think that like junk mail they get a bad rap for a good reason but they're also really fucking smart sometimes and one of these was are you the right person to send this to that was the subject line. Really and I thought that's, that's really smart. That's cool. They've done a good job. So there's an, another book called drive by Daniel pink. That is just primo. It's a really fantastic book. And he gets into this idea. You're driving with curiosity in this case. And you're like, well, I don't know. Am I? <laughs> and you have to look into there. Now I'm not, don't hear me promoting, you know, spam, <laughs> but instead like think about, how that kind of question is it's like a sales question. There's a, another book I've been reading called challenger sales. And it's just a really cool way to think about the process of selling and, and, and challenging your customer a little bit, teaching them, helping them think about things differently. And I think that there's a real opportunity. Everybody like one of the things that Seth Godin would say is um, why are you yelling at all the people that are desperately trying to keep the noise out when you could whisper to the people that are just can't wait to hear what you have to say. And so instead, like the opportunity is to whisper a question, whisper something with intrigue and get people into that email rather than just kind of be telling them the obvious thing that tells the entire email right in the subject line, like get them to, you know, give them a taste that there's like, yes, I'd like to taste more of that, please. And then I'm in or, huh, I don't know what that is. I'd like to know more. So love it. I love it. That's this week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week. This is awesome. Now, Matthew, for people who want to find out about more, more about you guys and everything that you're doing, tell us where to go. Cool. Uh, you can check us out at reallygoodemails.com uh, where you know you can submit your own email inspiration uh, and soon you will be able to actually keep your own inspiration uh, in really good emails uh, of your own type. So it's going to be the place to collect all of your inspiration 
yourself as an individual or as a team. So that's pretty cool. And then if you're interested in email design systems, you can find us at fathomanddraft.com. That's what we focus on for clients. Like right now we're redoing one for TrueCar in the United States. Awesome. And obviously all of your socials are at whale, but we'll put all of the all the links to all of those things at the email marketing show.com slash dad joke. All one word. The email marketing show.com slash dad joke. Now, of course, as you listen to this, you are going to have questions. You are going to want to talk about it. So come and join in with this conversation in our free Facebook group. Just hurl open a web browser, type in robandkennedy.group. Nice and easy to remember. And we'll see you there. That's it. Thanks again, everybody. Robin Kennedy. I just played the intro one instead of the outro one. I'm a very amateur person pressing all the wrong bloody buttons. I've just got one massive button that says outro. All I've got to do is press it. So we're going to do it again. Thanks again, everybody. That never happened. The email marketing show. And you destroyed our... Our, uh, our lovely device there by writing on it and still can't use it probably. <laughs> <laughs>